Grace and peace. God bless you. Welcome back to Soteria Prophetic Ministries. I'm your host and teacher for the next few moments, Delisa Rogers Fields. And before I get started, let me just take a moment to shout out and celebrate and acknowledge those of you, my supporters, from all over the world. I just um, was strolling through my um, my account and I had no idea <clears throat> that this podcast had reached or is reaching so many different nations for Christ. And I just, first of all, I give God glory. So I just want to shout out those of you, believe it or not, my largest audience does not even come from the U.S. <laughs> it comes from France, the beautiful, beautiful country of France. So to my French brothers and sisters, I say God bless you. And I thank God for you listening. To those of you tuning in from Kenya, from um, from Ghana, from Australia, God bless you. To those of you tuning in from Ethiopia, God bless you. Russia, to our Russian brothers and sisters, God bless you, God bless you. And several others, I didn't even bring that. I had my little note, I wasn't gonna shout you all out and I left the note on my desk. Um, but to those of you in um, the US, uh, specifically North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Texas, Colorado, Iowa, Ohio, Virginia, West Virginia, New York is in the house, California, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida. And again, that's all in Washington state. You guys are holding up really strong um, in, in terms of listening in. And so thank you. Thank you for being a faithful supporter um, of Soteria Prophetic Ministry. So now, <clears throat> excuse me, I wanted to share a few thoughts coming out of Second Samuel chapter four, verse four. And I'm going to be talking about Mephibosheth. Try saying that three times straight. And <clears throat> excuse me. If you uh, if you haven't read that story, I certainly encourage you to do so. Again, it is found in Second Samuel chapter four. Um, Mephibosheth was Saul's grandson. He was Jonathan's son, and so it so happened that when Jonathan and Saul died in uh, in the battle, died at battle rather, his nurse or his caretaker heard about um, you know the tragedy, and so of course. She's thinking, I've got to protect the throne. I've got to protect the royal heirs. And so she did. She was did what she was employed to do. She ran. She grabbed Mephibosheth and she was carrying him to a place of safety. I'm sure that was her motive. I'm sure that was those were her goals, her attention. But it didn't work out that way. Unfortunately, in her haste, the Bible states that she fell. She stumbled and she dropped him and in dropping him he damaged his bones because he was five years old at that time and if you know anything about bones um and children uh you know they're not fully developed yet and and of course they didn't have all this modern medicine like we have today right and so she fell she stumbled really hard she fell on him and crushed him to the point his he uh, mephibosheth was crippled for the rest of his life. So never having an opportunity to run with his cousins or run with the neighbors or play football or sports, or even just walk, you know, to the mailbox to check the mail or what have you, anything that a child would do, he was robbed of that opportunity. So I wanna bring that to you today as a focal point in terms of, I'm gonna look at it from a twofold purpose. I'm gonna look at that in terms of those of us 
who have been dropped and then those of us who have dropped people. So just strap on your seatbelt and we're going we're getting ready to go before you get ready to go for a ride. Now, you know, uh, in terms of those of us who have been dropped, as I stated, this nurse, she was his caretaker. She meant well. And there have been people that have been, you know, assumed roles in our lives, whether there were our parents, you know, uh, other guard, guardian types of people, um, authority figures or what have you, who meant well. They really meant well. Their intentions were well. They, they, their motives were pure. However, in their in their haste or in just the ordinary goings of life, things happen. And so it's unfortunate that some of us have been mishandled. Um, there's a big thing now that's trending with a lot of church hurt. There's the Me Too movement. Uh, there's the police brutality and, and the, the black and blue thing, right? There's a lot of, of, of controversy and there's a lot of pain when you feel that you have been uh, mishandled at the hands of those who were supposed to care for you, who were supposed to protect you and, and, and keep you safe. And so that happens, right? Um, now there, there are those of us who have been mishandled intentionally and that's a whole, that's a horse of a different color as my mom used to say. And, and that's a pain that it will, that will take the power of God to be healed or to seek healing from an incident where someone was maliciously intending to do you harm, inflict harm upon you. But in terms of those, there are people I know over my life. There are people that I, I know in my heart that they meant well. But during a crisis, which this was a crisis for Mephibosheth. It was a crisis for her, but it was more so a crisis for him because, look, he lost his dad. He lost his uh, his uh, um, grandfather. And then the throne, right, is is in jeopardy. So there was a lot more at stake for Mephibosheth than the caretaker. She can get another job. She can move to another town or, you know what I'm saying? She could she could survive after that. But, it, you know, it was not the same for Mephibosheth. And you'll even notice after that, she's never mentioned again like that was it. You know what I'm saying? That that was that was it. And I believe he went to stay with a cousin or, or something. I you know, I don't remember all the details, but at any rate, she was no longer responsible for him after that point. And so it just goes to show you that <clears throat> in life, things will happen. There are people who I'm sure, as I stated, meant well, meant me well. However, they were not the chosen ones. And I want you to hear me really good because there are some of us that I feel and I believe I believe by faith, especially because God gave me this word today, um, that God is going to heal you from the hurts that have been afflicted upon you by someone who was careless with you at a critical point in your life. And many of us have grown up to hold people hostage. We won't forgive them because they weren't there for us or they allowed things to happen to us or they allowed us to experience negative, um, have negative experiences or what have you. And so there's that tendency to grow up and be bitter about that. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel bitter. But what I am saying is that understand that it was never this woman's initial motive to pick him up, drop him, destroy his life. She meant well. She tried. She thought she was doing what was best for him. And unfortunately, you know, it, it just didn't it didn't pan out that way at all. And so likewise, in our lives, there have been people I know there have been people in my life who meant me well. 
and they try and and instead of helping they actually ended up hurting and i mean there's a person who was really 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 close to me really close to me and i'm just being transparent here um that i really i dep- i was i was going through a very very critical point in my life a very vo- i was in a very vulnerable place in my life and i confided some things in them that i asked them specifically <laughs> i said please don't share this please don't share this i I need you to pray for me i you know that's all i want you to do i I don't need you to pick up the phone i don't need you to call the prayer team i don't need you to call tyrone (laughs) you know i just need you to pray i just need you because i'm at a point in my life right now where i just can't think straight and the only person that i feel can help me in this matter is you and so i'm coming to you because i feel like i can trust you i feel like you have my best interests at heart i feel like i'm my problem is in a safe place in your hands now notwithstanding i'm not saying we can't go to jesus i please hear my heart follow me where i'm going of course we can go to god but there are some very critical points in our life to where you know it, it doesn't even matter how seasoned you are as a believer you, before you even think to call on Jesus, you're calling on your neighbor or whoever that person, your point person is, your prayer partner or whoever. And so, yeah, I'm talking to the Lord, but I, I needed somebody. I needed a body. <laughs> I needed flesh and blood. And so I reached out to this person and I said, listen, I'm about to share some things with you that I, I really, you know, I cannot tell anybody. I need you to pray with me. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to turn to. I'm coming to you. And lo and behold, this person I mean, I don't believe the phone cooled off from having that conversation with me. This person picked up the phone and called the worst person in the world. (laughs) They called the worst person in the world and spilled all of my business. Now, I'm sure this person, I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt because that's who I am. I like to think the best of people until they show me otherwise. But, you know, I'm sure that person was not intending to be malicious i'm sure the person did not say well i can't wait to get off the phone with her so i can tell this one i i I don't feel that that was the case however the person that they shared you know how the saying is your friend has a friend the person that they shared the information to um it praise god it was just the wrong person for the lack of a better term needless to say my situation went from 100 to 1000 because not only now am i dealing with my own crisis but now i've got this thing in the wind and it's spreading like nobody's business and now i'm hurt on top of my own hurt i'm 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 I'm, i feel betrayed i feel I, i just feel i'm in a very negative place right i was in a very negative place because i was vulnerable i reached out to someone that i felt could help me could help pray for me or just hold my hand while i walk through this valley right and instead of them doing that, they reached out to someone else who could not pray, would not pray, don't even pray, and then took it and ran with it. And my situation went, like I said, from bad to worse. That was a very, very, very devastating time in my life. And I still have scars. I still have scars. Now, you know, of course, I, you know, comparing that to Mephibosheth, yeah, I can walk and I can still maneuver and still function in life by the grace of God. But what I'm trying to say is we're not too far away from what happened with Mephibosheth that can also be compared to our lives. 
We're not that far away from that. Each and every one of us, I, I, I venture to say, have had situations where we've confided in people, we've looked to people, we've trusted in those who we felt should have been there and they weren't. And they dropped us in the most critical moments, critical seasons of our life. They dropped us. And in that in that in that fall, right, in, in that carelessness, it caused us more damage that's the issue. It caused more damage. I mean, you have situations to where you're thinking, okay, truly it can't get worse than this. And then lo and behold, <laughs> it does because you've entrusted your situation in the arms and in the hands of someone who was not capable. And so, yes, I've, I've moved on. Thank you, Jesus. I've forgiven. I've been healed. Like I said, still have scars. I'll never forget it, but I have scars. And, and in that, when you follow Mephibosheth's life, you'll find that even when David, because this is where we're going with this, you guys, even when David reached out to, to provide, he said, you know, by the time that everything had cooled off, right, David says, who can I show kindness uh, to the house of Saul? Because he was honoring a word he made to Jonathan. And someone mentioned, well, you know, Mephibosheth, he's lame and, and he's suffering. He's struggling. I mean, you know, come on, y'all. He, he's not married. He's unable to provide for himself. He's struggling the whole nine yards. And so David says, send for him. And but even prior to that, there was still hostility between the house of David and the house of Saul. And and so you can't blame Mephibosheth for feeling bitter, resentful. Um, there was another family member. I think his name was Sh Shimmy. You know, he cursed David and, and David's men were like, kill him. And David was like, no, no, he's speaking out of a bitter place. And that's a whole nother message. Right. But David, he turned a deaf ear to it because David understood. I'm not going to take this personal. You know, he I, I understand why he feels that way. He blames me for something that I had nothing to do with. So I get it. And, and so David released him from it. He moved on from it. And that was that. Like I said, that's what we'll talk about that another day. But with this particular situation, David reached sent for Mephibosheth and Mephibosheth railed on him. You know, he, he you would think you would think, you know, here you are. You needing help. You needing assistance. You needing support. And someone reaches out to you. But Mephibosheth was so wounded and so hurt and so resentful over what happened. He resisted his help. And so this is where I'm coming to you, people of God, is that. We all have been dropped. We all have had experiences from, you know, to a greater or lesser degree where somebody we trusted let us down. You know, they, they, they let us down. It hurt us. It affected us. You know, it, it uh, debilitated us in certain ways. And for some, it's hard to trust. It's hard to trust again. It's hard to. And, and I, I've said this time and time again. You know, we don't want to love again. We don't want to be a part of certain fellowships or part, you know, we just, because we've been burnt so bad. And so Mephibosheth is that person in the word of God that you can you can connect your you can connect dots with that. You're not the only one who has experienced being let down and dropped. But God had a place for Mephibosheth. God had a plan of restoration and redemption for Mephibosheth. And, and so the God is doing the same thing for you. It is, you know, even though that situation happened, that's not the end of your story now, but you have a choice. You can hold on to it and just be mean and bitter and you know, all of that. That's your choice. That's your right. But, and then you can also say, you know what? I have to accept what has happened and I have to make the best out of this. I cannot allow that experience to govern my destiny.
I cannot allow that pain and, and, and that disappointment and that betrayal and that disloyalty to affect my life moving forward. And so there comes a place where you have to, you, you got to face yourself. There has to be a face off to where you're saying, you know what? I, I can't, I will not live my life. God has opened doors for me. God has sent people into my life. People are looking for me. People are calling for me. They're sending for me to help. They want to help me. They want to connect with me. They want to be a part of my life. They want to provide that support that I need. And, 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 you know, also come into the realization that, okay, I'm going to have to be vulnerable again. Because now I'm coming into David's house and who's to say he may get mad at me and throw me back out. I may remind him of my grandfather. I may rem I mean, you know, those are some real scenarios, uh, friends, that I'm sure went through Mephibosheth's mind. <clears throat> and some people would rather suffer and say, you know what? Just leave me alone. Leave me in my cottage with my cats. You know, I just I don't want to you know, I don't want some people have been burned so bad. They don't even want to. They just don't. They don't even have the stamina to try it again. They're done. But I want to say to you today, uh, people of God, that God has made a way for you. Those of you, those of us who have been dropped, those of us who have experienced disloyalty and other negative things that all hope is not lost. God has a seat at the table for us. OK, now on the flip side, because I'm coming on down to my clothes, those of us again, because I love to include myself, right, who have dropped people, no doubt. Whether you meant to or not, this woman in the Bible, she didn't mean to do it, right? And I'm not saying the it's situated the person in my case meant to do it, but it happened. But you know, there are also times when people have looked to us and have had expectations from us to hold them up, and we didn't do it for whatever reason. We didn't do it, and and so you know, understand this. I ministered a message. Um, gosh, I don't know. I, I say so much stuff. I talked to so many people, but anyway, you know, just come to grips with the fact that, you know what, father in Jesus name, if there's anybody who counted on me to be there and I wasn't for whatever reason, whether you wanted to, wanted to, or didn't want to, or whatever, you know, father, they counted on me. They needed me to be there. They were depending on me. They expected me and, and God, I dropped them or, or, or Lord, you know what? There are times people have confided things in me. And, and I, I, I promised them I wouldn't tell anybody and I told and a word got out it leaked out and now this person is mad at me they said they'll never trust me so father I repent you know it's just these are all matters of the heart and and these are ways to 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 first of all be honest and, and just be vulnerable and said you know what Lord I, I there have been times in my life that I have been a sloppy nurse I have been a careless caretaker caregiver and so I'm asking you to forgive me I'm asking you, Lord, times when maybe it was my children or my church members or a business partner or a family member or a colleague who confided in me in a moment when they were vulnerable, in a moment of crisis. And instead of me taking their thing seriously, instead of me taking it to prayer, instead of me just being there, sometimes people just want you to be there. And God, I wasn't. And I made their load heavier. You know, I think it was Paul said, you made, you made my bonds heavier. You know, my trials, you made it heavier than it already were. And even the Lord said, I believe, I don't know if it was, um, gosh, Ezekiel or Isaiah. And he said, woe unto those who make my people's heart sad, whose hearts I have not made sad. And so God, if I ever made somebody cry, if I ever made somebody heart sad, if I ever made somebody feel as if they'll never trust, you know, another person again because of what I did, then I ask you to forgive me. And I ask you, Lord, to facilitate the healing process in their life. And then show me, God, those areas in my life that 
that, that I'm careless in so that I don't ever cause anybody else to hurt like that again. God forbid, I don't want anybody to go to the throne of grace and talk to the father of glory and tell them, Lord, Delisa did that to me. Oh, Lord. I, listen, I, I, when I said that, y'all, I felt chills go up and down my spine because I fear God and I reverence him enough to not mess over people. And so you've got to understand, too, those of you, those of us who are caretakers and nurses in the realm of the spirit, right? That if you're unable to carry somebody in their crisis season, don't touch it. There have been times as a leader, as a spiritual mom, as an apostle and everything else the Lord has decided to grace me with. Hallelujah. But there have been times when people have pulled on me and needed something from me. And I was honest enough with, with them and myself to say, this is a season I cannot do that. And it's very humbling to admit your own humanity and your own shortcoming or your inavailability when someone needs you. But I'd rather I'd rather profess to you my unavailability than to to put on airs and pretend to be something that I'm not and then cause damage. You know, oh, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, yeah, I'll do this. And then at the moment where that person really needs me, they I can't be found. You know, so these are matters of integrity. These are matters of the heart. And these are things that we have to look into and we have to examine within our own lives. God, am I like that woman in 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4? Am I the one who, who picked up somebody and, and trying to try, listen, trying to do the right thing? Remember, David had a good idea, but it wasn't a God idea. So just because you think it's the right thing to do, is that what God is telling you to do? And there's some of us, too, who will try to take on and save the world, save just you know, super women, super men trying to save the world. And that's not what God has called you to do. And in your attempt to be overzealous, you damage people. You, you, you're so far reaching out to help the world that you neglect those who are right there in your hand. God said, Moses, what's in your hand? What do you have in your immediate circle of influence that you can provide support for as opposed to reaching across the aisle and, and trying to be great and not have the grace for it? So I wanted to leave those thoughts with you, uh, people of God, in terms of just, you know, in a self self examination, evaluation of where you are in, in that Mephibosheth story. Are you the one who's been dropped or are you the dropper? <laughs> are you the droppy or the dropper? And, 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 and you know what? And sometimes we've been both. Some of us have been dropped and have dropped. So we know we can look at it from both sides of the coin. But I say to you today, if you have been dropped, God is going to pick you up. The Bible says, when my mother, and my father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Whoever that authoritative person in your life who has dropped you, who was careless over you in a season of conflict and crisis. God, God, listen, he's, he's going to make that thing right for you. Okay. But you want to forgive. You want to release them. And when the opportunity avails itself for you to sit at the king's table, do that. And don't blame other folk for something somebody else did you know david didn't drop him you know what i'm saying david didn't do that she did it. and so make sure you're not going through life holding other folk hostage for what somebody else has done you know don't misplace the blame and then lastly if you have dropped somebody you know the lord may be speaking to your heart hey go and make that right go fix it or you know maybe you're unable to do that and so it's a matter of going to god in prayer and say father I pray for brother so-and-so. I pray for sister so-and-so. In a season of their life, they needed me and I wasn't there. I ask you to forgive me and help me be more sensitive next time. 
or Lord help me to acknowledge my own frail humanity to where if I'm unable to carry somebody let me be honest and say hey you know what this is not the right season for me let me get somebody else to carry you because I may drop you and I may harm you so that's my two cents I pray that this word has blessed you again shouting out all of you who are listening across the nations I bless God for you continue to share the podcast continue to grow and glow from it and um let's continue to do what god is calling us to do amen so until next time people of god grace and peace god bless you